The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome to the Financial Focus Radio Show with your hosts, Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Join us as we discuss markets, bring transparency to issues within the financial services industry, and bring honest, thoughtful analysis every week. Thank you for joining us this morning on Financial Focus Radio. I am said Tyler Simonis. Lack over there. He is Josh Finelli, and we are partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, and we appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us as always if you would like to participate in the show you have a question or a comment you can give us a call the number is 877-670-7117 or you can always send us an email by going to our website northwestquadrantwealth.com so mr finelli is a little bit under the weather uh, those of you that have children you remember when your kids were young and they were going to preschool and getting the Ebola virus and bringing it home and giving it to you. That is the state that Josh finds himself in. And as much as I want to tell him it's going to get better, I guess it will just maybe in half a decade, it'll get better. So summertime. Yeah. Summertime. <laughs> summertime. Looking forward to summertime. <laughs> yeah. Cause kids don't get sick in the summer. The revolving two weeks of illness just gets old yeah. after several months in a row. All right. Uh, this is going to be, since it's essentially, you know, for a lot of people who are thinking about tax season and doing their taxes, I thought we would uh, spend a bunch of the show talking about tax-related things as it, as it at least relates to your investment stuff. Uh, so a lot of the discussion today is going to be around tax season. Uh, but first, let's talk about the week that was in the capital markets. U.S. stocks, as measured by the S&P 500, were down a half a percent. Uh, so, we, you know, we've seen a bit of a sell-off from the rage that was January, where markets went up and to the right. Uh, international developed markets were actually up a half a percent. Uh, so the, the outperformance that started, I guess it was three and a half months ago, four months ago, uh, and international developed markets continues over the U.S. Uh, emerging markets, though, were down 1.3 percent. Uh, small caps up 1.3%. So it was a weird week in the capital markets. Uh, we did see uh, rates go up across the whole rate complex. And so when you look at the bond market last week, we saw rates move higher uh, on every maturity. Um, and the yield curve steepened a little bit. So we're still inverted. And I'm not here to say that we don't still have tons of inversion. And historically, we are really inverted, but less inverted than we have, have been. And so uh, it's interesting when you look at the aggregate bond index. So the, the sort of the broad market bond index uh, was uh, half a percent lower last week and is slightly positive on a year-to-date basis. Uh, and when you look at the yields in the short end, so a, a six-month Treasury now yields just over 5%, 5.02% on a six-month Treasury uh, is crazy to think about where that was not so long ago. A year ago, it was essentially zero. Uh, a one-year Treasury is also 5%, but the 10-year has been creeping up 383 uh, The 20-year is almost 4%. So we are starting to see uh, yields creep up across the whole rate complex, and it'll be interesting to see. I mean, a steepening yield curve would be very interesting because then then all these talking heads, including us, would be very confused if the yield curve all of a sudden went to normal. Are we uh, confused, We wouldn't know though? what to do. Are you I, confused? I don't feel confused, but if the yield curve went to be normal, I would be, I would be quite confused relative to where inflation is. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that we're in the midst of, you know, I mean, the January showed accelerating economic growth, accelerating inflation, all the things that we've been talking about, this being a duration story. I think there was a bit of naivete to think that uh, with that level of private savings that had been accumulated, that raising rates that quickly was going to be sufficient to stop the behavior. And it just isn't. Nope. Uh, gold was 2% lower, 1851 an ounce, and oil was almost 2% lower at 76.31 a barrel. So uh, we have gotten in the last week and a half a quite a bit of really interesting economic data that Josh just sort of referenced um, when you look at the U.S. economy. Uh, and so 
you know, it, it, it's, it's interesting. There were a lot of people out there, I think, that when they looked at the inflation data especially, that the move we saw lower in inflation was going to be linear, meaning it was just going to be this straight line down to, you know, under 4%, 3%, and then get to 2% in this linear fashion. And obviously, when you look at the January CPI print where you had 6.4% year-over-year inflation growth, uh, you know, it's not a linear number down. And the, the data always was going to prove to be lumpy and it always is lumpy uh but when it when it comes in lumpy uh everybody's always surprised um so we saw year over year inflation higher than expected for the month of january uh we saw the ppi which is the producer price index so that's inflation at the wholesale level was up six percent year over year so that's that was higher than expected but we also got retail sales in the month of january that was three percent so that was much higher than expected especially when you look at where retail sales were in the month of december a massive acceleration and then and then when you couple that with the unemployment rate at 3.4 percent uh, the Fed finds themselves in to me in a position to me that is very clear. If I was a Fed governor, it would be very clear to me. It's like, okay, what are our two most important mandates? The empl- the employment number, uh, you know, full employment, which they have more. You know, this is where a 53 year low in unemployment uh, and inflation is. They want it at two percent, and so it's very clear that the the. Uh, the picture on the labor market makes it such that they can keep raising rates. The only thing the Fed is going to be able to do, uh, and we have some more data to talk about this, is to kill demand. And they clearly haven't killed demand. When you look at retail sales up 3%, uh, they clearly haven't killed demand. The, the consumer is still flush with cash, and they're spending it. And that is this feedback loop that we've been talking about as it relates to inflation. And I think even importantly on the messaging front, the Fed sort of blew it when they – let hawkish expectations peak at the end of last year. And if they had kept the pedal to the metal, so to speak, from from a messaging standpoint, rather than letting the market sort of build up the idea, you know, everyone coalesced around this narrative that, you know, we were at peak inflation and that, you know, peak rate hikes were over and that the pace of rate hikes was going to decrease. And then they fed into it by doing that quarter point hike. They could sort of remedy that by surprising the market to the upside with a half-point hike here next month. I mean, but- I think we have seen peak inflation. The problem is it's not going down as nearly as fast as as anybody, I think, expected. Uh, the Fed, I think, I, I think at this point the market should start to believe what the Fed is saying, that they're going to do whatever it takes to get to the inflation no- number they want. And in my mind, that's a that's a significant move higher in rates because it's very clear when you look at behavior of the consumer. And Josh and I, you know, we look at it anecdotally, but we look at it at the country level too. Like when we say anecdotally, like people we know, the behavior hasn't changed. I mean, when you look at uh, in the next thing I was going to talk about retail flows in the month of January into the stock market, retail investors, was the highest it had ever been. And it wasn't into Procter & Campbell and Johnson & Johnson. It was into the junk. It was into the ARCs. And it was into the Tesla. And it was into the stuff that was way overvalued. And so that's the behavior that the Federal Reserve has to quash. All right, Josh, we're most of the way through earnings season. What uh, w- w- I mean, earnings season actually came in from a revenue standpoint better than uh, expected, right? 80% uh, S&P 500 companies are reported now. Um, earnings growth is actually negative, about 2.8%. Uh, all of the earnings growth has actually come from uh, energy and industrial companies, technology, communication services, discretionary financials, the rest of them showing negative year-on-year earnings growth. So X Energy, you have about a uh, 7% decline in earnings in the S&P. Revenue side, uh, actually better, uh, 5% revenue growth, revenue growth across sectors, uh, really everything but materials. But the point that that sort of illustrates is just that companies are facing margin pressures in as much as labor and input costs are continuing to go up. Uh, and so that's hurting the bottom line, but not so much the top line. Uh, the consumer is still willing to spend, obviously. So what what we will see in in the quarters to come, I think, is maybe an earnings recession as we get two quarters of negative earnings growth, and that's just really a result of these declining margins. Yeah, remember the ultimate driver of stock prices long term is earnings, and and it's going to make sense if we see an earnings recession that stock prices would have to adjust lower. Couple that with higher interest rates, which also reprice uh, assets. Um, you know, we're not overly optimistic about stock returns for 2023, uh, but that doesn't mean you should do anything crazy with your money, like get out of the market, because, you know, we could uh, obviously be very wrong. All right. If you would like to be part of the program, you have a question or a comment, give us a call 
877-670-7117. Or you can send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about red flags from a behavior standpoint to get an IRS audit. So stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, Casino's $195,000 Wild Ride and Winnings Giveaway. Win your share of $195,000 or a Ford Bronco Sport. Today could be your lucky day. Indian Head is where the winners play. And every Friday and Saturday, win your share of $28,000 in cash and prizes in our Wild Ride and Winnings Giveaway Drawings. Start earning entries now. Win cash. Win bonus slot play. Win a Ford Bronco. It's Indian Head Casino's $195,000 Wild Ride and Winnings. Today could be your lucky day. Indian Head is where the winners play. Today could be your lucky day. Indian Head is where the winners play. Total cash prices in January and February. See Players Club for details. Today I'll get a workout in at the fitness center. Tomorrow, maybe some rafting on the Deschutes River. Or I could go for a swim and spend the afternoon by the pool. It's pretty easy to fill your calendar when you live the life you love at Stonebriar. Walk the nature trails at Pilot Butte, or maybe give Tracy a call. We can go shopping in Bend on Saturday. Sunday, read a book on the deck. And after an active day outside, you come home to gorgeous resort-style one, two, or three-bedroom apartments with cook's kitchens, spacious bath, full-size washer and dryers, computer labs with free internet, covered parking, and... My fur babies. Pets allowed. Stonebriar is currently accepting applications. Their beautiful landscape grounds feature two clubhouses and are on Highway 20 near 27th and Bend. Google Stonebriar Apartments for details. Stonebriar, professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Stonebriar Apartments. The best of resort living. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're starting to speak another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. And they're designed by real language teachers, so you learn how to have real-world conversations, things you'll actually use. It's incredible. After using Babbel, I'm ready to start having real conversations in French. There's all kinds of ways to learn. Use Babbel's podcasts or games or videos. You can even join live classes with a language teacher. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Evidemment. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Connect to the Financial Focus Radio Show on YouTube or iTunes. Listen to past shows, get our bi-weekly e-news, and keep up to date on the market. You can also sign up for our e-newsletter on our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Let's get back to the show. If you'd like to sign up for a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life, your portfolio, your asset allocation, your state plan, whatever you want to talk about is fair game. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get that appointment scheduled. The number here is 
800-743-0988, or you can go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, and send us an email. Um, this is pretty interesting. Uh, I found this on the Twitter sphere, but it comes from Creative Planning, which is a financial planning firm that puts out, actually, Peter Malik puts out a ton of good information. Uh, and the first quote is from Jack Bogle, the guy that started Vanguard. He said, don't look for the needle in the haystack, just buy the haystack, meaning don't look for the best company in the S&P, just buy the S&P. Um, and then if you look at the data here, it says the longer you invest in active strategies, meaning actively managed funds or investment strategies, the more certain it becomes you will underperform. And it looks even worse on a risk-adjusted basis, which risk-adjusted means you know how you're doing from a volatility standpoint. And the funny thing from an active manager is when they're underperforming their benchmark, they say, well, we're doing really well on a risk-adjusted basis. But the funny thing is, is whether you look on a risk-adjusted basis or an absolute basis, the longer you look, the worse active managers look. So um, when you look at a uh, absolute return, the percentage of U.S. equity funds that underperform the S&P um, over a three-year period, the absolute return is 72% of underperform. On a risk-adjusted basis, 80% underperform. Five-year basis, it's 70%. On a 20-year basis, 95% uh, of active managers underperform uh, the S&P 500. There, so. there was a lot of noise because active managers had a spectacularly good back half of 2022, at least on a relative basis. Best year and best half year in a very long time. And that was simply because I think a lot of them had created a lot of additional cash. Yeah, but drag those numbers out and it's still the Precisely, but they'll likely lead to a dramatic underperformance here in the first, first half of 2023. So the other thing, you know, Josh and I are in some quarters considered haters of the real estate market. And just so you know, we own real estate. So it's not that we're haters. We're just realistic about the data. And that's what we try to communicate on the show. And so, uh, you know, mo it's funny when you talk to somebody my age. So somebody that's 46 or younger uh, thinks of real estate as literally the greatest investment in the history of the world. Uh, but what they also don't consider is where interest rates have come in their adult life. So the interest rates have gone super low, you know, from relatively low levels to absolutely to zero, essentially. You could get a 30-year mortgage for 2% there a year ago. Um, and so the, obviously interest rates are the biggest determining factor on where the real estate market goes. Um, and people don't realize that, you know, for the last 10 years, we've had ultra low interest rates, which has fueled this crazy housing boom. But uh, I'm, I'm looking at a chart also from Charlie Bellello uh, at Creative Planning. Uh, the average 30-year mortgage rate in the United States, so in the 19 and by decade, so in the 1970s, the average 30-year mortgage rate was 8.9%. Real estate did terrible. In the 80s, the average mortgage rate was 12.7%. Real estate didn't do well. In the 90s, it was 8.1%. It did better because the the pace was, you know, the rates were going lower. Uh, in the 2000s, it was 6.3. Real estate did well in the early, two, you know, the 2000 through 2010, um, well, until the global financial crisis, because rates were going lower. In the 2010s, it was 4.1. In the 2020s, it was 3.9. So the pace of rates going lower means house prices went up. But if you go the other way, if rates are going higher, housing over time isn't going to be the asset class that it was for the last 20 years. And so I know people think I'm a hater, but it's just math. It has nothing to do with my opinion. It's just math. I know in Central Oregon, that's an unpopular <laughs> because so many people, so much of their net worth is tied to real and estate. We should make a caveat that we're huge advocates of owning your house. Forced savings is one of the best mechanisms of real estate, which is why, of course, we do it ourselves. But uh, the speculative buying maybe uh, you need to adjust your time horizon going forward. Okay, so everybody knows that uh, $80 billion in extra funds over the next 10 years uh, as part of the Inflation Reduction Act, I don't know how that is going to work, but uh, was dedicated to the IRS, essentially hiring more IRS agents, hiring more people uh, to collect on uh, the amount of fraud that is happening from tax cheats. And so I thought, you know, there's a lot, if there's going to be a lot more IRS agents out there, they're going to be out there in force uh, looking for some of these behaviors. And so uh, the first one, the first one I would say, and this seems basic, but I don't know that everybody understands this. If you fail to report all taxable income, that's a red flag. And so what you should also know is all of these, like the SEC, who, who audits Josh and I, that's our regulatory body, the IRS, 
they now have algorithms to figure this stuff out. So it's not like there's a person looking through your file trying to figure it out. There's now so, – so when you get taxable income, W-2s, 1099s, uh, K-1s, all of that – you know, you get that in the mail. All of that also goes to the IRS. And so, if you know, they know, in your case, if you're not reporting that information, uh, that can be a red flag that the IRS agent will show up on his or her desk and say, you know, we're getting these 1099s, but they're not reporting it when they do their taxes. Um, and that can be a huge red flag. So, you know, a lot of people sometimes let stuff slide. You need to report all of that stuff. If you get it, the IRS gets it. And so that's an important thing. Um, if you're retired, Hired, and you have retirement accounts, IRAs, 401ks, those kind of things, and you're not taking your required minimum distribution. So if you're 73 years old now uh, or older, you have to take what's called the required minimum distribution from your retirement plan. Uh, the penalty is pretty sharp, steep if you don't take it. But guess what? The IRS knows if you if you didn't take it. So again, the IRS is a lot more automated than it used to be. And so um, they're going to know if you're in the stage of life that you should be taking uh, RMD. And the, another one is if you deduct a large loss. So um, the last president was a uh, genius at doing this. He, he used these uh, – these the losses to offset, you know, essentially Trump wasn't paying taxes for a long time because he, he used large losses uh, or, or perceived large losses. But if you're deducting really big losses on your tax form, especially <laughs> relative to income, um, that's going to be a red flag. So if your income is, you know, whatever it is and you deduct a huge loss against that income, boom, that's always going to be a red flag uh, for, the, for the U.S., especially if it's, you know, on a relative basis. Um, if you claim really big charitable write-offs, especially relative to your income. So it's always relative to something, right? They're not going to, you know, I mean, Bill Gates obviously can claim a huge charitable uh, write-off, uh, but, but it's relative to, to your income. And so if your, your income isn't that high and you're claiming big uh, loss or charitable deductions, that's going to be a red flag. Claiming big rental losses is another one that's a common one. Um, the last president also did a lot of that. Um, if you run a business, now this is a big one for retirees or anybody, you know, there's businesses in Bend that still only take cash. Um, hmm, you know, wait a second. If you're only taking cash, that's a, that's going to be a red flag. But if you're running a business um, and your schedule C, uh, it, you know, you have a schedule C and you have a ton of deductions and your business isn't really making money, um, those deductions are going to show up as a red flag. Uh, if you don't, if you neglect to report a foreign bank account, that's another one, but that's not as big. Uh, so just, the, I think my point in bringing this one up is that, um, the IRS gets most of what you get. And if you're, you know, so they say, okay, well, this person gets a 1099 and their 1099 showed a hundred thousand, yet they're not reporting it. That's going to be a red flag. And for a long time, the IRS didn't have enough people to track that down, but guess what they do now. All right, if you want to listen to our e-news, Josh and I do a short video in the middle and end of every month where we do a, uh, we talk about what's going on in the markets, especially how it's affecting our clients' money. So if you want to be added to the e-newsletter list, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, and send us an email. When we come back, we're going to tackle some of your emails, so stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. Desert Chamber Music, in collaboration with the Tower Theater Foundation, invites you to a special evening featuring the Central Oregon debut of the Rodney Marcellus Philadelphia Big Brass. Marcellus, principal trumpet for the Chamber Orchestra of Philadelphia, leads a veritable dream team of virtuoso brass players in a high-powered display of infectious beats from Bach, 
to Bourbon Street. The group reflects the diversity of America and is dedicated to bringing the joy of great musicianship to audiences of all ages. Opening the concert will be the Youth Choir of Central Oregon and joining the brass band will be High Desert Chamber Music's own violinist Isabel Singer for a very special collaboration on stage. This will surely be an evening you don't want to miss. This Live at the Tower presentation is brought to you by Mission Building and takes place Sunday, March 5th at 7.30 p.m at the Tower Theater in downtown Bend. Get details and tickets at towertheater.org. High Desert Chamber Music. Come hear the music. Hey there, it's Lars, and I'd like to tell you about my friends at Volvo Cars Bend. Things look different at Volvo Cars Bend. They've looked at the market. They've seen the changes. They've made the adjustments. And now's the time for you to get into Volvo Cars Bend and see it for yourself. A great selection of Volvos and an enhanced selection of pre-owned. Volvo Cars Bend knows what it means to have a luxury experience. Come in and experience it for yourself. Volvo Cars Bend has all the buying options for you, and they're ready when you're ready. Get ready to be Volvoed for life. And don't forget, Volvo Cars Bend is a truly local business. They support a local charity every month. Get in now and see the great selection of Volvos and the better selection of pre-owned. Volvo Cars Bend, where we know luxury on the north side at Highway 97 in Grandview and at volvocarsbend.com. That's volvocarsbend.com. And be sure to tell them Lars sent you. Plaza Travel Plaza. Food, fuel, and fun. After a long day and you want to play, get your mind off of the road. Have a great meal, try a slot machines. Life's good on the plateau. Quick stop anytime. Gets you everything under the sun. Life's good on the plateau. Food, fuel, and fun. Food, fuel, and fun? At the Plateau Travel Plaza in Madras, you get food, fuel, and fun all in one fabulous stop. After you fuel up with our low fuel prices, enjoy something fresh from our deli. Shop our store for local crafts and jewelry, travel essentials, electronics, and more. Then have some fun in our game room with 30 of the hottest slot machines and all the rewards you can handle. Life's good on the plateau. Food, fuel, and fun. Hey, there's a lot of cool stuff out here. Where are you? In Wilson's Furniture Warehouse. There's too much stuff. One-of-a-kind, discontinued models, and old furniture friends. Well, why don't we offer up the sweetest deals of the year and empty the place out? Perfect. The warehouse clearance sale at Wilson's Redmond and Wilson's Mattress Gallery Bend. Save up to 75% on brand-name mattresses and power-adjustable bases right now. Wilson's deepest discounts on instant comfort, heirloom, cluffed, and martial luxury mattresses. Save hundreds of dollars, even thousands. Special financing and always free delivery. See store for details. The warehouse clearance sale is on now. Inventory is going down, but there's lots of good stuff still available. Sale ends February 28th. At Wilson's of Redmond, Wilson's Mattress Gallery Bend, we've got the furniture and mattress for you. Keeping it local since 1962. You're listening to Financial Focus Radio Show where you get honest and actionable advice every week from the partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Remember, you can always listen to past shows on iTunes or find us on northwestquadrantwealth.com. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on this starting to feel like spring weekend. Our our producer, uh, Tim, has to realize that the days are getting longer, right? Thumbs up. There you go. Yeah, days are getting longer. I'm definitely happy about that. Uh, those Those... November, December, January months get rough. That IPA starts to taste a little better in those months. <laughs> but now the sun is shining and it's starting to get a little warmer. Cold nights, warm days, I'm, I'm down. Um, so we've been talking about this, but when you look at the month of January, it's crazy to see this data. Retail investors, and so I, I know Josh and I say retail investors a lot, and some of you might be like, what the heck is a retail investor? It's all of you. Uh, so it's all the people that are 
investing on their own without without any help or not you know non institutions either so um it's it's the Everybody out there that has a Robinhood account or their own Schwab account or Vanguard account, or whatever it might be, where they're investing money for themselves, those are retail investors. Uh, Josh and I are considered institutional, uh, <laughs> but that's not our label. That's the the SEC gives us that. So, retail investors in the month of uh, January and through the beginning part of February put uh, one and a half billion dollars a day into the market. Uh, it was so. Um, Individual investors have been signing up stocks the fastest pace on uh, record. So it, that was the most on a daily basis that retail investors had ever added to the market uh, to the start of year. That comes from Vanda Track. Animal, um, animal spirits are pretty hard to kill once they become firmly ingrained. Well, and what's funny is that, um, you know, when you look at uh, institutional money, so the you know, big institutions, whether it be Josh and I size at, at 500 million or, you know, the big billion dollar firms out there, they remain bearish and they haven't been adding their cash hoards remain relatively high. The other thing that's very interesting to see where this retail money is going. And just so you know, that retail money is considered the dumb money. You generally, if you do opposite of what retail does, you generally do pretty well. Uh, but not only is retail money pouring into the market, it's pouring into the names uh, that, you know, these unprofitable tech companies uh, that last year were left for dead. Uh, you know, the meme stocks are back and all of these. Uh, the, the favorite is the most money that has been drawn has been from into Tesla. Uh, but, you know, when you look at some of the other names that are getting added to, it's it's the names that really had a tough year last year. And so a lot of these retail investors think, well, the stock's down 80%. You know, it, it's got to hit a bottom. And if you go back to the tech telecom media bubble, a lot of those stocks uh, eventually went to zero. And in a lot of these cases that these people are putting money into, that's going to happen again. So uh, generally you do well if you do opposite what retail does. Okay, let's tackle some emails. We got an email from Gina in Central Oregon. She says, how dangerous is it to keep $1 million in one brokerage account if most of the money is invested in ETFs and treasuries? Would you recommend using two different brokerage firms and investing 500000 each? Uh, in case one of them goes bankrupt. It's not dangerous at all. Um, I think what you're trying to get at is maybe SIPC Protection Security Investor Protection Corp, which is sort of like a twisted sister of the FDIC. But uh, Very twisted. <laughs> what, what you're trying to, you know, whether or not it's in, an, in the individual custodian is sort of irrelevant. And by custodian, I mean whether it's, uh, you know, your brokerage accounts at Schwab or TD Ameritrade or Vanguard or... Uh, Fidelity or wherever it is, uh, really, that's just a wrapper holding ultimately what it is that you own. So remember, you know, you own in exchange traded funds, and in this case, you also reference that you own treasuries. So uh, what wrapper you have it in is is irrelevant relative to what you actually own itself. And so you could move that stuff if, say, Schwab failed or whatever else, it would be able to be moved in kind to a different custodian. So don't think that you're, say, hedging your bets or diversifying uh, your exposure just by making, putting, allocating your million dollars into two different custodians because that's not going to fundamentally change the nature of it, what it is that you actually own. Those treasuries are going to continue to pay you as long as the U.S. government pays its debts, uh, absent you know, a default or whatever else. Uh, it doesn't matter if you hold the treasuries in Schwab or at Vanguard. Uh, what matters is you own the treasuries, and that's the same thing for the exchange-traded funds. So SIPC, which you know is sort of like Josh said, the twisted sister of FDIC insurance, SIPC only protects you against fraud in a brokerage account or at a brokerage firm. It doesn't protect you against loss of security. So FDIC obviously protects the bank account from loss. SIPC protects against fraud, which is very different. If you buy a security and it goes down, SIPC is not going to protect you against that. It's just going to protect you against bad behavior at that firm, meaning there was like fraud or money was stolen or that kind of thing. Um, and so the 500000 isn't really that relevant. Like Josh said, it's sort of like a, in your 401k is, is very similar. If if you work at a company and the company fails, uh, that doesn't mean you lose a penny of the money in your 401k because that is separate from the company and they can't access that money. So um, it's a good question. It just uh, SIPC, which I think, like Josh said, she, that's what she's referencing. Uh, it's not relevant in this case because it doesn't protect against losses. Uh, it just protects against fraud. All right. 
Uh, we got an uh, an email from Michael. Doesn't say where Michael is. Michael says I have a two and a quarter percent home mortgage rate. I've been paying quite a bit of extra principal to try to pay off the mortgage sooner. Is this wise? Would it be ex- would that extra money be better off invested in the market? Uh, absolutely, do not pay extra on your mortgage. Um, the reason for that, of course, is that when you look at you know sort of interest rate differentials. You know, you can turn around and actually invest in a risk-free security, i.e. a U.S. government bond, one-year U.S. government bond that pays you 5%. More than double. So you're, you know, you're have a, you have a huge opportunity cost paying down that mortgage. And, you know, this is a scenario that we see very frequently, uh, specifically as it relates to older generations, just because of this ingrained aversion to debt. And that's something that's really understandable. And, uh, you know, 11 12 months ago when a one-year treasury paid you, or I guess a little bit longer, 15 months ago when a one-year treasury paid you a tenth of a percent, uh, maybe that made sense. But today, uh, don't let that unnatural aversion to debt restrain you from making the right financial decision, which is investing that excess and just paying down your mortgage. You're essentially getting paid to borrow in that kind of dynamic. Yeah, the other thing you have to factor in, Michael, and I don't know your income situation and if you have the ability to, to deduct your interest, but remember, you're getting to deduct the interest on your mortgage too against your income. So uh, when, you th- when you think about it from that standpoint, uh, it's even better. Um, you know, and Josh talked about buying a risk-free treasury at 5%. Uh, that, that is obviously something you do, but I would say, depending on your age, Michael, uh, you most likely will do much better if you're just investing in the S&P. So let's say you buy the SPY or VTI. Uh, those are two indexes that, you know, one's the S&P, one's the total market index at Vanguard. And you just, and you're, and the extra that you're paying on your mortgage just goes into those every single month. Over time, um, you know, there's going to be obviously months where you're not going to do as well as the two and a quarter percent that you're paying on your home mortgage. But over time, it's going to, it's going to dwarf the return of, you know, that, that you would get. So, um, it's not just looking at a risk-free assets. It's looking at okay, if every single month instead of putting the extra thousand or two thousand on my mortgage and paying that down, I put it in the in the stock market, just a broad market, low-cost index fund. Um, that's going to be grow to be quite you know much better than two and a quarter percent. The other thing to realize about that, and we talked about this all the time, is that. Uh, once you put it in the house, it's very hard to extract it, right? <laughs> it's very hard to monetize real estate. I mean, you have to you have to do a you know a, a home equity line or whatever you have to do, and those rates are now like eight percent. So, um, whereas if you have it invested, even if it's in treasuries like Josh talked about or in the stock market, you always have it there as a trump card to put against you know to to pay down your mortgage. But I like the ability to have it out there for lots of different optionality. So. Um, you know, we're, we're generally against debt, but this is the kind of debt where it's really cheap, it's tax deductible that we're okay with, um, especially if you have the ability to pay more than it. And instead of paying more to pay your mortgage down, you're investing that money. It, it gives you sort of the best of both words in that you have the trump card to be able to pay off the mortgage if you wanted with that money, or you can keep letting it go grow and then you'll eventually get the mortgage paid off anyway and have this other pile of money so and the inflation works to your favor in this instance you're inflating away a debt obligation so extend the time horizon as long as you can all right if you'd like to take us up on a free retirement view one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life so if you have at least five hundred thousand dollars of investable assets call our office to get that scheduled the number here is 800-743-0988 or go to our website northwestquadrantwealth.com when we come back we're going to talk about which retirement accounts you should access first when you're retired stick around get your free one-hour retirement review meet with a northwest quadrant wealth management investment advisor today for free it's our offer to you as a listener to the show give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Spring will be here before you know it. Gear up now with huge savings throughout the store at Coastal. Coastal Farm and Ranch, we're just what the country needs. 
We've all felt that slight shift in the weather. Spring is on the way. Right now, you'll find everything you need to gear up for spring at Coastal, including these amazing offers. Buy one, get one 50% off on all women's jeans, including Dovetail, Miss Me, Ariad, Wrangler, and more. Excludes Carhartt discount taken on lower-priced item. Plus, take 20% off all Danner footwear. You'll find Coastal springtime savings on chicken feed, pellet grills, assorted bare root trees, as well as yard and garden supplies, tools, livestock feed and gear, as well as pet supplies. It's one of our biggest springtime sales ever at Coastal. Shop now in-store or online and check out the sales flyer at CoastalCountry.com. Coastal Farm and Ranch, we're just what the country needs. Serving Central Oregon from Highway 97 in Redmond. Embrace the journey and enjoy the ride in a new Mazda. At Kendall Mazda of Bend, we constantly see our customers discover it. You know, the it factor. The feeling of pure satisfaction when you discover how much you get in a new Mazda or how little you pay. Discover the detail of design and exhilaration of performance in a new Mazda CX-30 with the Skyactiv 2.5 liter engine seamlessly linked to the iActive all-wheel drive that comes standard. The experience of driving a new Mazda CX-30 is eye-opening, especially when you can lease a new all-wheel drive 2023 Mazda CX-30 for just $2.89 a month for 24 months with 2850 cash or trade equity due at signing. Why settle for less? Stop by Kendall Mazda of Bend and see for yourself how much more you get with Mazda. Kendall, let's start something great. Stock number W2680, seed lease disclosure posting at Kendall Mazda for complete details. All financing and approved credit, $0 security deposit. Price is not a good title, registration tax, or $150 admin fee. Subject to prior sales, CD, the details. Offer expires to 2823. I'll second guest dinners with friends because they can be interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall. If you're allergic to pork or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints. Call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit creoninfo.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N-info.com. Thank you for joining Financial Focus Radio Show. Honest, transparent analysis brought to you every week by Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Call the show anytime at 877-670-7117. We'll try to answer your question on the air in the following weeks. Now, back to the team from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Welcome back. I am Tyler Simonis, part of said team. And that guy over there, he is Josh Finelli. Robert Josh Finelli, and we are partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the Great Pacific Northwest. Robert is his professional name. Josh is his party name. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Thanks, Mom and Dad. We appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. As always, if you want to be part of the program, call us. Leave us a message. Let us know what's on your mind, 877-670-7117. Or email us by going was to our a, website, northwestquadrantwalt.com. I didn't want to go by Roberto because it was, a, it was like Nikki Haley type situation. What do you mean? Because Nick, Nikki Haley's Indian? N- yeah, Nimrata. Is that a real name? Yep. Ah, got it. Have you been? You haven't been following that one? I have a little bit. Well, she's so what Josh is talking about is Nikki Haley is now the second Republican candidate that has officially uh, put her hat into the ring for the 2024 who was the first oh trump oh. <laughs> what do you mean yeah, no. <laughs> i was i wasn't even thinking about that one yeah because you knew he was always running but she also officially put her and uh it's funny that now that the uh the a lot of people in the gop are coming out swinging at nikki haley and it's like woof. It's a tough place to be. 2024 is going to be wild. <laughs> it's certainly, I can't wait for those GOP debates. <laughs> They're going to be funny. <laughs> I know Trump's going to take the gloves off. It's yeah, going to be funny. That's going to be utter chaos. <clears throat> not yeah, looking, not imagine, looking forward to those client conversations. Imagine being the moderator of those. <laughs> those. <laughs> 
All right. So uh, for all of you out there that have um, kids and grandkids, uh, we urge you and we have on the show all the time to get them investing early because as Albert Einstein famously said, the eighth wonder of the world is compound interest uh, and explaining that to kids. Um, the, one of the, the most important component of compound interest is time, right? If you look at Warren Buffett, 85% of his net worth came after his 65th birth, birthday. Uh, and you look at most of the rich, richest people on the planet, it, it's because they've had the advantage of compounding uh, working in their favor. And so uh, this, the, here's a good stat. If, 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 let's say you start investing at 20 years old and you invest $250 a month uh, at an 8% annual rate of return. By the time you're 65 years old, 65% of your portfolio will have come from the money that you invested in your portfolio, meaning just growth. So, the, you know, like, you know, you invest that 250 and it grows by 10%. And now that, that, you know, next year, every year that com- that keeps compounding. Uh, and so we always tell people, you know, the earlier you start, the less you have to save because you can let the market do the heavy lifting. You know, I, as soon as my kids got social security numbers and same with Josh, uh, I got them 529 plans and started saving for college. And so, they, you know, I have more than enough, well, I guess, depending on what college they go to, but in their, in their college savings plans, but it wasn't because I saved a ton of money. It's because, thankfully, I had the, this great talent that was the market for the last 17 years. Uh, and the market did all of the heavy lifting for me. I mean, it's amazing how much my kids' 529s uh, in the last 17 years, in my son's case, have grown. Um, and it's, it, it's just the, the market doing that work for me. And so if you can really emphasize to your kids and grandkids, just start. It doesn't matter how much you start with. It's just starting, automating it, and then keeping it investing in the market, uh, it's amazing how much that can grow. Okay. So one of the things that I feel like in our world we add value to our clients is helping them determine what which accounts they should start taking money from once they retire, right? Because not all everything's created equal. So most of our clients have a Roth IRA, a traditional IRA, and a taxable account, and then and so you know they get to 66 or 68 years old, and it's like, okay, I need to start tapping my retirement assets. Where do I start? Uh, in what order do I start? And so, you know, we tell people that uh, you know, well, so, so first we have a lot of clients that are in required minimum distribution phase of their life, 73 years old, and they have to take RMDs, and so uh, you know that's the first place to start. Unfortunately, it's taxed as ordinary income, and so. If you're under required minimum distribution phase of your life, the next place to take money is from your taxable investment. I mean, that's the first place you should start. And so when you look at, okay, I'm, I'm 68 years old. I need to start tapping my retirement assets. I have Social Security. I might have a pension. Okay, where, you know, if I need four grand a month, where am I going to take that? That is from your after-tax accounts because, you know, generally what you can do is you can uh, you can start by selling uh, your, your securities with the least depreciation. And remember, you're just paying capital gains tax rates on that and just the gain, not the whole amount. And so... You can, you know, if you're most good financial advisors, if if, if you have one helping you with this, um, can get you a ton of money from your taxable investment account with very little tax liability. And so that's the first place you should go. And the next place you should go is your traditional retirement assets. And I, and I, I sometimes struggle with this one because I look at the Roth as tax-free, but really in my mind, because uh, most people end up leaving money, the Roth is a great thing to leave for people. So tapping the Roth last is going um, is, is to be probably your best option. There's a bit of nuance to this and different circumstances and essentially higher withdrawal rates will maybe dictate a different answer in that Sometimes a hybrid approach will work best where you're because you're placing too much of a burden on, say, a traditional IRA, you may actually have to also start tapping that Roth IRA in conjunction uh, with your traditional IRA to get you to that distribution ultimately that you need. So it's taxable accounts. Uh, traditional IRAs and then Roth IRAs. Uh, and then lastly, I wanted to bring this up uh, for all of you that are in required minimum distribution phase of your life, meaning you're 73 years old and you have to take money from your, uh, from your traditional IRA, but you don't really need the money. Uh, and you're also maybe thinking, you know, you're giving to charity. Uh, two things you could consider doing. 
is is one is a qualified charitable distribution, meaning uh, if you send your required minimum distribution directly from your IRA to a 501c3 charity, uh, you don't have to pay taxes on that. So, you know, we I just did some last week for some clients. Uh, we sent it directly from their IRA to the charities. Uh, so it's called a qualified charitable distribution. If you're now 73, uh, that's where your gifting should be from. Because remember, the charity doesn't have to pay taxes on it, and neither do you. So qualified charitable distribution, hopefully your advisor is talking to you about that. And then the other thing, and we do have done this quite a bit over the years for clients, is you can donate highly appreciated stock from your taxable account. So let's say you worked for Boeing or you worked for some company and you have a ton of their shares. Let's say you you know you have a ton of Nike shares or a ton of Boeing shares and you have a you know a tiny cost basis in this giant couple million dollar position. You can donate those shares uh, to a charity. The charity sells them immediately and they don't have any tax liability. So the, you know those are some for some of you that are uh, the you know retired uh, phase of your life and you're you're charitably inclined. Um, those are a couple of things you can do um, to help uh, help you immensely on the tax front. All right. Uh, if you'd like to take one of us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time uh, to talk about anything on in your financial life, your retirement plan, your asset allocation. That's a big one right now. We're just really helping you understand what you own. Uh, that seems to be a commonality, too. Um, and so, uh, and we can do that on the phone via Zoom or in the office. So, if you have at least five hundred thousand dollars of investable assets, and you want to do a free retirement review, call the office here to get it scheduled. And one of the nice women that answer the phone can get you on our calendar. Number here is eight hundred seven four three zero nine eight eight, or go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, and send us an email. We're gonna, when we come back, we're going to talk about should you be maxing out your four hundred one k or investing in a taxable account. Stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest spots on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on northwestquadrantwealth.com. 